so much that is happening in the world, it is imperative and vital that we learn how to process our emotions so that our energy is not depleted. Today on the Sovereign Women Movement Show, we're going to be talking about how our emotions deplete our energy and how important it is for us to learn to prioritize our energetic state. Satnam and beautiful sovereign women. I am Jyotira Jipoar and I help entrepreneurial women self-heal through Kundalini Yoga Therapy and Spiritual Psychotherapy. And this is our movement of taking our sovereign team back by self-healing. Satnam and beautiful, beautiful goddesses. Thank you so much for being here. For all of you joining us live here on Instagram, Lizzie. Satnam, I love you all so much. So, so much sending you all so much love. And for those on the replay on the podcast, thank you once again. Big thank you for sharing, for tuning in, for tuning in and sharing the podcast with your community. It means the world to us, to me, to Lizzie, to the community members as we spread this message of self-healing and, and taking our sovereignty back. Before we get started in what we're going to be talking about today, because this week we've been talking about energy and how we are a society that really becomes addicted to energy sources outside of us to increase our energy. Since last week we were speaking a lot about stress, it was so, it's so important for us to not only understand cosmically, which is what is happening this week too, which I explained to you all on Monday with Venus going conjunct Uranus, which brings a lot of like shocking revelations and just a really uh, abrupt change, but also to, to withstand and to be able to transcend and thrive during a time and age of consciousness when so much is happening, when so much is going on. And I think we can all agree that, especially here in the United States, I'm not sure where you're listening from, but here in the United States, there's a lot of uh, what seems like unorganized chaos and just a lot of destruction and things falling apart. But I got to remind you all that from the chaos comes order. And I know yesterday was a very emotionally charged day for a lot of people, whether this was personal or whether you plugged into what was happening in the world. And uh, I really do not watch the news at all, at all. The news is basically propaganda to put you in a trance, to make you believe something based on whoever is running the show and who's paying the money. So it's very important as a yogi, as a meditator, as a, as a woman that does the inner work that you yourself learn to set boundaries and what it is that you're going to allow your consciousness to absorb. But even if you're not watching the news, if you're on social media and you're not living in a cave, I think it's pretty apparent the, the what is happening in the United States specifically, especially as it relates to bringing up the awareness around the incredibly ridiculous uh, way of uh, systematic racism that still exists in this world. And yesterday there was a lot of emotions that were flooded into the collective consciousness wholeness, divine art compass. Thank you so much for being here. There was a lot of emotions that were flooded into the divine, into the consciousness, because we're all a collective consciousness and our nervous systems, literally, they attach each, uh, to each other. So it's very important for you to be in your satnam, in your neutral mind, so that the energies around you, what is happening around you, doesn't lower your frequency, doesn't lower your nervous system. Because remember to go through the cleansing and the um, detoxification we have to destroy and we have to we have to remove what no longer works and that's what's happening right now that's why it can feel very very painful 
And so yesterday, I think there was so many people. And even though I don't watch the news, I saw a few posts where there were these photos of the reactions, the response from throughout the United States after the verdict was given in the George Floyd case. Uh, and I think we can all agree that there was a lot of people that were very emotionally moved by what everything that is happening right now. And I know that when I looked at those photos of those people feeling like there was some sort of justice for what happened, it was very heart opening and it brought me to definitely a lot of tears and seeing the struggles and challenges that this these communities have gone through to make their voices be heard. So a lot of the collective consciousness was feeling these emotions, right? And 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 one of the things that I was brought to do yesterday, or it was actually this morning when I was getting prepared for the podcast, is something told me there was a voice within me that said, uh, research what George Floyd means. And so I took it upon myself to go research what George Floyd as name meant. And I, that's when I really started crying because it's so beautiful. One of the things that they kept saying and some of the things that I was reading from this morning was that George Floyd had an oversized heart. They, they said that over and over and over again. And I thought to myself, to be a consciousness, to incarnate into this world and to go through what he went through and to have that level of, of, of bigness in his heart just symbolizes what his, you know, his dharma was here, right? But when you research George Floyd, George actually means, George, the word by itself means farmer. And what does a farmer do? A farmer plants the seeds of life, of, of nourishment. And then when you look at the word Floyd, Floyd means gray-haired. So to me, George Floyd was this wise, gray-haired farmer with an oversized heart who came to plant the seeds of a brand new consciousness for his community and his people. And although it was very painful for many people to watch and to hear and to experience the things that were experienced, he, he himself knew his destiny and his dharma and he, he, he very courageously surrendered to it. And all of this gives me chills and it just makes me realize that nothing ever does go wrong. And that the things that are happening today, although they are painful, and this applies to your personal life as well, that although they may seem painful, they need to fall apart in this manner and make this big of an impact for us to truly wake up as a society, for us to truly wake up to what the big message is here, which is unity consciousness. And that's why it is so important for us to be very conscious about our energy, not only our energy of what we're projecting out into the world, but our energy resources to be able to thrive and process the demands and the stress and the pressure of today's times, because they're very different than even five years ago. And even 10 years ago, scientifically, we know our brains are deteriorating faster than ever. If you're not doing the inner work of meditation to cleanse and bring oxygen and create new neural pathways in the brain, because there's no magic pill for that. Spiritually, we're a society that's suffering through cold depression, which is what I've been talking about this week. Cold depression is different than clinical depression. And it is the biggest ailment that will be basically up against humanity until 
2038 at least. Jogi Bhajan talked about this many times, the tantric master who brought Kundalini Yoga from the East to the West. And the reason that we're going through this is because we're in the age of information. And so many things are falling apart in order for the new to move into its new consciousness that our nervous systems are not able to process at all. And if you're somebody that doesn't set boundaries and what you allow your consciousness to consume, if you are not in your satnam and you know who you are, it's easy for someone outside of you or the world to put you in their own trends and to take your sovereignty away. So these are very important times for us to truly crown ourselves, take our power back. You know, I was just stating this yesterday in our psychotherapy on steroids class yesterday at Satori Wellness and Spirituality that, you know, the age of the guru is over. You are the guru you've been seeking. You are the only one that can initiate yourself. You are the only one that can crown yourself because we all now have the tools that at one point, you know, Kundalini was only taught to royalty. We all have these tools now. Are you going to integrate them? Are you going to redefine yourself by changing your destiny, which is changing your thoughts, your feelings, and emotions? And Divine Art Compass says, thank you for speaking on this wholeness. Absolutely. It's something that's very near and dear to my heart because as much as we're all emotional about everything that is happening right now, we need to be emotionally intelligent. And that's what I want to talk about today. Intellect is not going to take you anywhere in the age of consciousness, in the age of Aquarius. I have very intellectual women that come to me with their nervous systems breaking down, successful women that are suffering from inside because they can no longer live in the double life of their soul being so disconnected from them feeling this cold depression, which is the death of the soul. It's this disconnection of your essence and living in an existential crisis where you don't see the beauty in the breath. You don't see the beauty in your children. You don't see the beauty and gratitude in anything. And it's not behavioral. It's programmed into us and it is an energy problem. It's not even a psychological problem. We're talking about an energetic problem. This is what I focus on, on helping people heal. And specifically, this is what my Sovereign Woman Academy teaches because it's such a big monster that it needs to have its own focus in order for women to truly be able to heal. And it puts us a lot in our masculine energy, which is about taking action and not moving into the heart, which is alignment. And so we've been talking about energy. We talked about how we use outside sources to increase our energy. And we keep really busy to numb ourselves and, and bypass what's really going on within. And then yesterday I spoke about vitality and how vitality is the essence of energy and how vitality comes from within. You all can go check out the podcast replays anywhere where podcasts are streamed. So today we're going to take it a little step further. Because today we're going to talk about how vitality and energy and emotions all correlate and come together. That when you are aware of these, uh, this happening in, within the temple and the body-mind-spirit connection, you're more intentional and mindful about your life. Because truly, when you think about vitality, <clears throat> this is one of the things that Jogi Bhajan talked about a lot. And like I was saying yesterday, if you don't have vitality, you can't even really begin the deep healing journey of healing the deep, deep wounds. You know, I help women heal their inner child, deep traumatic wounds. We, I can't even help them with that yet unless we work on the vitality first. Because vitality, think of it as like this matrix of all of your organs, your cells, all of the system inside of you that is basically communicating with each other in, in equanimity. 
there's no blockages of energy. What are blockages of energy? Energy, basically emotions. Emotions are energy in motion. So what happens is that there's people in the age of Pisces that would go to the gym, they you know get their bodies all physique, they avoided what was going on in the mind. And yes, they, they were able to secrete great chemicals from the exercise of the physical. But when you're not dealing with the emotions and you're running away, like there are people that even become addicted to the gym to bypass the mind, right? And so what happens is that the emotions never go away. The subconscious mind is very strong. You know, we live 85% of our day on a program and the subconscious mind is running the program, right? However, there will come a time where these energy blockages, which are basically not addressing what you're suspending, then become physical illnesses or they become mental instabilities or they become that nervous breakdown. Because in essence, what happens is you're not processing the emotions. So what they're doing and on the back end, it's like, you're not, you're not seeing it, but they're depleting your energy. They're taking from your life force energy because these are emotions, energy and motion that is not functioning or working or balancing in conjunction with the matrix of the system, with the energetic system. And that's why through the teachings that I teach, especially through Kundalini, you need spiritual psychotherapy because healing only happens at the level of the mind. But Kundalini is life force energy. So you learn to awaken the vitality, the potential that lives within you to increase the life force energy naturally to process the emotions of this time and so that it doesn't become stuck in the system so that it doesn't later become a physical instability or a mental instability. So truly, if you are feeling fatigued or if you're feeling tired because of all of the things that are happening in the world or whatever is happening in your life, what really the root problem is, is not necessarily that you even need more sleep. It's that you haven't processed those emotions that are the subconscious mind is basically taking the fuel from you from. Is this making sense? Let me know, please, in the comments or feel free to add some questions here below. So most of us, what we do when we address these energy problems and we don't have energy, we again go outside of us instead of looking at the root cause, which is the emotion. And through the inner work, the SWC method that I created, we address healing at the level of the mind, as well as we address the energy problem because ultimately cold depression, which is not, this is not the only time it's happened. It happens every time the earth, mother earth goes through very big shifts in consciousness. And that's what we're all going through right now. And so the old ways of the age of Pisces are not gonna work. So we need to learn to adapt to these new frequencies by raising our frequencies and using these tools, these energetic tools to help us process the emotions, which raises our frequency. Because ultimately, a yogi is one that lives in the neutral mind. And in the neutral mind, you're not judging. You're, there's no good and bad. And that is emotional intelligence. You're not reactive. You're with the wholeness of the universe, the totality of it all. You're able to have compassion for others because you have compassion for yourself. Ultimately, that's what vitality is. It's being able to access these energy frequencies of kindness, of compassion. You know, that's one of the toughest lessons that I've had to learn as a woman. I gave myself so much to other people. The unhealed healer wanted to help everyone else, had very little compassion for me. And as a coach or as a leader in your community, as a therapist, whatever work you're in, 
that is going to really kill you and give you a nervous breakdown. And you're not doing service to your clients because you are not really walking the talk and you're not in that high frequency yourself. So as, as my, now in my role, helping women heal, self-heal through these teachings, my frequency must be at a very high. And the number one thing I had to learn was how to have compassion for myself. Yesterday we were in my Kundalini yoga therapy uh, training with my mentors, with my teachers. And they asked one of the things that we had as an intention for the next two months. And I said, one of the things that changed my life was in the last 33 days, I have been chanting. I've been waking up at 3.30 in the morning, like I've been sharing with you all, and chanting uh, for two and a half hours, this beautiful sacred mantra. It's a Kundalini mantra that has just allowed me to really become aware of, of, of shadows that I can now love and, and hold in compassion. And I told her the only thing that I want for the next two months is to be more aware of my own vitality. You know, what are the triggers that are causing me to go back to those places that are showing me that I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy? And it all starts with having a really strong practice, ladies, because having this strong practice has allowed me to raise my vitality naturally, to move into vocal toning, which is healing myself with my own voice. That's what chanting does for you. For me, it's a two and a half hour therapy with myself. There's nothing like, you know, our beautiful uh, guest, uh, Crystal Sun spoke about a week ago. She said, there's nothing more powerful than your voice to heal yourself. And I really integrate when she said that, that really moved me. And so now when I sit in intention and I meditate and I chant for two and a half hours with community, that's what I feel. I feel like I'm just rewiring my subconscious and I'm getting into this vehicle of consciousness that's taking me into new timelines where I'm experiencing myself minus all those dramatic stories and minus those stories of lack of energy, lack of vitality, lack of knowing who I am. So the inner work is so worth it. And you do it humbly. You don't do it with any attachments. And it helps you in all areas of your life. Everything is a frequency. Vitality, energy, money, the relationship you're seeking, it's all in a frequency. It's in the vortex. You just have to learn to align your consciousness with that frequency so that you can experience it in this world. And that's what this Taurus season is all about. That's what we've been talking about, you know. For Aries season, we just left it. It was about the ideas. Now it's grounding them and manifesting them into this world, honoring your spirit, your soul, but knowing you're also incarnated into this physical dimension to manifest and to birth. And being in that balance, that's what we're working on this week at Satori, the heart, healing and processing those emotions that block the heart, that deplete our energy field all day, all day. Because true radiance is not something you can buy at a surgeon or with makeup or with the dress True radiance is authentically loving yourself, accepting yourself, processing those low, heavy frequency emotions of guilt, of not accepting yourself. That's when you learn to do that, you don't have to say anything. Your radiance speaks for you. And that's the work that we do. And we apply and we integrate with a lot of humility because we now have access to it. So that's why this energy is so, so important for us this week and moving forward in the age of consciousness and for you to really shift the perception as to how you see energy. If you yourself are going through long days where you're feeling tired, fatigued, nothing's working, then I invite you to really look at your emotions. 
I invite you to really look at going within, starting a practice, like I said, of even three minutes a day to help bring some oxygen into the brain, help the rewiring, the neuroplasticity of the healing of the brain, as well as helping you stabilize that nervous system and helping you remember more and more of who you are. And of course, if you all want to find out anything at all about the SWC method that I created, which is a com uh, combination of Kundalini yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy, you can check out my free training by clicking on the link below. There's also a link in my Instagram bio, and you can look out for when we do open up enrollment for Satori Wellness and Spirituality. And of course, if you're being called to really do a deeper level of work with me, then like I've mentioned before, the Sovereign Woman Academy will be launching. And this is a group coaching program where the, the first time I launched it, I actually launched it in 2019. We had 22 women that graduated from it, and I didn't launch it at all in 2020 as I was working through uh, the membership, Satori Wellness and Spirituality, bringing in the members, as well as really looking at what worked and what needed to be really upgraded. And I've been doing my own shadow work, my own inner work. And now through these chanting and through all the inner work that has been happening, it is like I'm 10 months pregnant. And so this academy is ready to be birthed. I'm so excited to share with you all. I know exactly who it's for. I know exactly what it's here to do. I know exactly how to align it with these individuals that are seeking it. And, and I'm just really grateful, really, really grateful for, for life, for breath, for, for all the things that I thought were negative in my life, all those things that I thought were tragedies that now I see needed to happen for me to truly awaken to the beautiful power of unconditional love and my own power that lives within me. And that's what I want for all women to feel, to feel the level of sovereignty where they know just how powerful they truly are. So stay tuned for all of that as more and more things get shared with uh, our community. For now, you can definitely follow us on our free community, which is on uh, Instagram at Sovereign Women Movement. There I post more about what's happening inside of our community, as well as just more about the SWC method, Kundalini Yoga Therapy, as well as uh, spiritual psychotherapy to help you on your path as well. Thank you all so, so much for being here. I love you all dearly. Tomorrow is the Great Conjunction Thursday. If you're listening to this on the replay, listen to this on the replay. Thursday is the conjunction with Venus and Uranus. And as we all know, this is a very shocking day in love and we're living in times of extreme. So just keep, be compassionate with yourself. I love Uranus because Uranus, although shocking truths are revealed and Venus is about relationships, the relationship you have with yourself and it could be revealed into the collective. I love it because I feel that that always brings liberation. And that's what this conjunction is going to do for you. It's going to help you liberate yourself from anything that wasn't truth and allow you to really move into your satnam into highest frequency. So be compassionate. Tomorrow is a day to be really hyper aware and into the next days as we get closer, of course, to the full moon. So I will be back on Friday to check in with you all and see how you, how you experience this uh, Venus conjunction with Uranus. Friday, we're going to be here in the evening at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which means that's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 8, yeah, 7.30 p.m. CST time. And Lizzie will be here with me on Friday. We're going to be talking about energy and how she herself has been processing and helping herself with increasing her energy as she is now going through another big shift and change. I think all of us are going through this right now. So we'll see you all again on Friday. Again, thank you so much for being here. I love you all dearly. Not uh, sending you all so much love and blessings and shifts in perception. Satnam. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SESWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.